1984, a year that is awesome for many reasons. One reason in particular is that this was the year that a company by the name of Nike went through a really challenging time. This was a year where they pursued their next level of greatness. On today's episode, we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies of 2023 so far. Today, we're talking about the movie Air. Let's talk for a minute. Let's just go right to the rating. I absolutely love this movie, and I'm giving this an 8.5 out of 10. One of my favorite films of the year. Very well done. Now let's break it down. First, the pros. Terrific directing. Ben Affleck really nails it. It's his best film since Argo from 2012. I would not be surprised to see a directing nomination in the fall. A very, very good script. Great dialogue. And this is the screenwriting debut of the writer Alex Convery. Air is a blacklist script. And one really cool thing here with the screenplay is that Affleck and Damon also did some work on the script, but they decided to not include their names along with Convery as the people who worked on the screenplay. They wanted him to have credit by himself. They remember what it was like when they wrote Goodwill Hunting and that being their screenwriting debut. I think that's really cool that they were able to allow him to own the spotlight for that. But between you and I on this podcast, we know unofficially that this is the third time that Affleck and Damon have written a script together and starred in the movie together too. First time being 1997 for Goodwill Hunting, second time being the criminally underseen film from 2021, The Last Duel, which was excellent by Ridley Scott, and now the 2023 movie Air about Nike pursuing Michael Jordan. One thing I also really liked in this film was the use of humor. It is a dramatic movie, but when the humor comes in, it is really fantastic, especially from Damon, from Bateman, and from Chris Messina as well. Really wonderful use of humor. And now we have to talk about the cast. Talk about a movie which has an amazing stacked cast. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Chris Tucker, Jason Bateman, Chris Messina, and Viola Davis. I understand now why Michael Jordan made a demand to Affleck saying that you have to use Viola Davis to play my mother, Dolores Jordan. She steals every scene that she is in. Davis is fantastic in this movie. Davis is one of those actors who has such a breadth of experience. She's done so many amazing roles. She's been a part of so many uh, great films. She's been a reason why so many films are great. The one thing I would really like to see from her is I want this actor to direct. I know that she could lead a crew and lead a great story and create something incredible. I really want to see Viola Davis direct. But the entire cast is good in this film. They all have their moments to shine. This is for sure one of the best roles that Damon has had in a long time. I think he's going to get a lot of praise for this as we get closer to fall and the award season. Jason Bateman, of course, is terrific, and he is just continuing to be on fire ever since Ozark. He can do it all. Comedy, drama, does not matter. He is awesome in this movie. Now for a moment, I want to shift our attention to Chris Tucker and Chris Messina. These two actors, they're great, but the thing that frustrates me with them is that we don't see them enough. I want to see them do more leading roles, be in more work. Chris Tucker, remember the last great thing you saw him in? I remember it was Silver Lining Playbook. That was such an awesome role to see him in, and it wasn't another Rush Hour movie. The industry needs to put him in more movies and shows. Chris Messina as well. If you all have not seen the show 
the newsroom on the streaming platform Max. Go check it out right now. All three seasons. It is a fantastic show. And his character and how his character continues to evolve over all three seasons is really fun to watch. Messina's star is on the rise. And this guy is going to be a big reason why shows and movies in the future are going to continue to be really great. Another really big positive with this film is that it's talking about a true story. And it does the true story part in a really great way. It's focused. We are brought in for a very specific amount of time within this specific story. The feeling of optimism is also really engaging in this movie. And what I mean by that is there is a feeling and undercurrent of optimism throughout the film, but still set in the world of very real stakes, very real risks. And I think that's why we care about these characters and why we care about this story. And now for a moment for my fellow film nerds, Robert Richardson is the cinematographer on this movie. So we're talking about World War Z, Django Unchained, the Kill Bill movies, The Aviator, and JFK. The look and how this movie was shot, it looks beautiful, it looks amazing. The pacing of the movie is helped also in large part by how the film is edited. For this movie, Ben Affleck brought in his maestro editor from Argo, William Goldenberg. We do have to switch gears for a second, and now we're going to go into the cons. One thing that really bothered me with this film was there was no composer, and really no original score for the film. Now I get that the music choices were a lot of things from the 80s, but I had some problems with that too. But first, the score. There were two tracks of original music. Affleck did hire Paul Haslinger from the 1980s band Tangerine Dream to create two pieces of music. The rest were all songs that already existed that the movie licensed. And I just have to ask, is that a great way to do a movie, not just for the art's sake, but also from the business side? Isn't that an expensive way to go rather than have a composer and have a score that you own? I don't know this. I'm not stating this. So for you listening, please share your thoughts. I'd love to get some feedback on this. And I know with music, it's very subjective and we all have our own different preferences. But for me, it just felt like a lot of the music choices didn't really match this story. In this story, there's supposed to be tension. They're pursuing this thing. They don't know if they're going to get it. When there was a lot of this focusing on the 80s music, I felt like it was distracting, borderline cheesy at some parts. I get you're trying to show the time period, and a little bit of that can work, but they were overdoing it, I felt. If you go onto Netflix and watch the movie Inside Man, the 2006 movie by Spike Lee with Denzel Washington, another really great movie, but Spike Lee had Terrence Blanchard, a great composer, make the score for the movie where it has some thriller kind of moments to it. It's a heist movie overall, yet it also has a lot of jazz in there. Again, it's preferences, right? Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. For me, I just felt it takes the thriller part of it out, the tension between the robbers and the police and the detective, but then the music comes in and it just feels so wrong for the movie but that's my taste my preference again i'd love to hear your feedback regarding that movie and that music choice as well and then there were two parts of the film regarding acting that i didn't appreciate as much but for two very different reasons marlon wayans he was great he was great i had no problem with him when he was in the film but he's way too briefly in it just kind of like blink and you know he's out of the movie i want to see him in more work on the other hand ben affleck playing phil knight they got the look right, but a lot of the dialogue, a lot of his mannerisms, very cartoonish, trying a little too hard with the humor maybe for his character. I just didn't like it as much. I was kind of waiting for him to be done so then we could refocus on Damon's character, Jason Bateman, Chris Messina, Viola Davis, everyone else in the movie. Now, unfortunately, I do think that Affleck gets a lot of crap for his acting, and I'm not on board with that. I think he can be good. I've seen him be good, and often what he shows us on screen is great and does work, but in this case, with this movie, it did not work. 
So now after hearing both my pros and cons, you can see why I stand by my 8.5 out of 10 rating for this movie. It is one of my favorite movies of 2023 so far. You can stream Air now on Amazon Prime Video. And one little side note that I do want to point out, I do appreciate that Amazon, now that they are the owner of MGM, they are the first of the streaming platforms that are creating a business unit where they will make their movies that are through MGM, through Prime Video, available for licensing, available to buy or rent, even if you are not a subscriber of their platform. I hope every other platform is looking at this and follows this great example. Apple, Netflix, Paramount, Peacock, you all need to be doing the same thing too. Not everybody is going to be able to subscribe, but they might want to rent a movie. They might want to buy a movie. You're still making money. They still get to enjoy the film. Everyone gets to benefit from this process. I really hope this is a standard we're going to see going forward. We have a lot of 2023 still left and a lot of great movies and shows to discuss. That's been our episode today. Thank you for listening.